0: Welcome to my podcast book reader I am Dev and we are reading book Tell Me a Story edited by Ravindra Singh The story The Love That Made Me by Aditi Dhyani Growing up in a broken family I had Changed in more ways than one. I was a recluse, I hardly smiled, my grades were average, and even though people around me believed in my potential, I entirely lacked incentive. Always being in the shadow of my father's overbearing criticism had made me devoid of any wish of being worthy of success, of love, and especially of admiration. I was not entirely alone, I had my mother, and in in the days that I felt like ending my life, she was the only solace I felt I had, and the only person I felt emotionally attached to, that was until the time he came into my life. He was like a human tornado who took over my life with so much exuberance oozing out of him that the first time we met, I almost considered punching him. I was already having a bad day. My teachers had complained to my father about my lack of concentration. Everybody knew I sometimes zoned out. It was not exactly a shock to my father either. But like every time I was pulled up for it, when I reached my tuition place, That day, I was already hyperventilating. As the class finally ended, I had annoyed my tuition teacher as well. Terrific. I was worried about my mother's reaction and my father's subsequent anger, which he will let out on her. I did not want my mother to interfere. She always ended up receiving more insults from my father than I would have initially been subjected to. Lost in thought, I didn't see where I was going and realized it too late. I had already bumped into someone. I started mumbling half-hearted apologies and tried to get away as soon as possible. I was embarrassed. It was one thing to be caught daydreaming and totally another to just bump into a stranger while doing so. I had not noticed that in the process I had spilled my books on the road, awesome. He bent down and stared and started picking up my books while I just stood there looking like an idiot. I started when he stood up and smiled at me like a genuine I am so happy kind of smile. Next moment, he held out his hand. I am Hamid. It's my first day here. I know you from your music classes, though I think you hardly know me. So? At that, so I finally regained my common sense. I hardly talked to people I knew, let alone strangers. And here was this guy who knew so much about me and was behaving like we were already friends. Yeah, right. Showing journal courtesy aside, I kept my hands stiffy at my side and scowled. That was the expression I usually used to ward off unwanted attention. But Hamid was not one to be so easily shooed off. You don't smile, do you? Is it ugly? He grinned. I started seething. How dare he comment on my smile or the lack of it for that matter. I do smile, just not for stupid strangers, I replied. But I am no stranger, so tell me, can I walk with you? I live in the same area and I really don't like walking alone. That was exactly what I wanted to gather my thoughts and make new excuses for being late because this little accidental chat, chit-chat with him had cost me precious minutes. Without giving him a second glance, I started moving forward. Oi, wait for me, I started walking by my side. My scowl had not worked so I thought of another idea to ignore him totally. Are you not going to talk at all? It's a long way. It will be easier to pass time if we were conversing. Getting no response from me, he started humming a tune to himself. It was my favorite song. So when he showcased his talent in mixing two totally different tones in one, I was tempted to correct him, but I refrained. As we reached my house, I parted ways. See you tomorrow, he asked i just went on without replying the next day was the same after class i tried to hurry off though after my behavior the previous day i didn't expect him to follow me but hamid was waiting for me acting like it was nothing unusual he started walking beside me i had to give it to him he was resilient this walk then became his routine he did not try it talking to me after that first day but whenever I glanced his way, I could, could see a satisfied smile on his lips. Finally, after 4 weeks of arrogance, I was overcome by curiosity. Why do you always have a smile plastered on your face? People tell me I look handsome while smiling. And really, who would not want to look great in front of girls? There aren't many girls around here. You do know that, right? One is enough for me," he countered. At that, I could not help smiling and he started his iconic babble. You know, you are not taxed for smiling yet. Yes, I do. I frowned. So why don't you try smiling a bit more? A smile a month is seriously wrong. I didn't reply. He may have had reasons of smiling always. I did not. Okay, don't get so sulky. I was just kidding. So are we friends now? I don't know. Come on, I made you smile. I earned it. Okay. Okay, we are friends. Oh, okay. You are annoying. Both. My reply made him sulk and his expression was so cute that I started laughing. He looked at me, surprised. Now we are definitely friends, thus he sealed our bond, I failed to resist him. He was so full of hope and light that even the eternal night of my life was starting to get affected. As the days progressed, I got to know more about him. He was an only child of an army officer, his mother had died at a young age and he hardly remembered her. I, in turn, told him about my mother. Sometimes we bunk class, it was his idea that we roam around and be explorers. Bunking is healthy, you're already a nerd, how much more you can mug? I don't mug. And where will we go if we do miss the class? Let me show you Hamid's heaven. There is no such thing as that. I cut him off. It was another of his quirks, naming things as he pleased. There is, Dumbo. Just come along. He never liked it if I didn't believe him. To humor him, I followed. Finally, we stopped at a forest. What is this place? I asked. This Once used to be a bamboo farm. Nobody comes here. It is circulated. Okay. You don't like it? He sounded disappointed. No, I like it. It's peaceful here. Yeah, it is. That's why I come here whenever I feel like being alone. I thought you were the kind of person whose life was perfect. I mused aloud. Nobody's life is perfect. Mine definitely isn't. Perfection is overrated. How will we grow better if we were perfect already? And problems exist in each person's life. It's on you how much you weigh them against your happiness. That struck a chord. I had decided to let my problems consume my life completely. He had decided to live with them, and not let them hinder his liveliness. Considering my expression, he came closer. Try being the girl you are, not what your problems have made you. As I sat on the grass, he began talking. The first thing I noticed when I saw you singing was the sadness in your eyes. And that surprised me because whenever i asked anybody about you the response was similar try staying away from her she won't think twice before insulting you for just being nice to her but i was intrigued and that was when i decided that i will try getting through your faggot and i did He again sounded very smug. I shoved him against the tree and he started laughing. After a minute, I joined in too. At that moment, I knew I liked him more than I would have ever liked someone. He was everything I needed. Sensitive, funny, caring. He could make me laugh when all I wanted to do was cry. He understood me He had told me numerous times, you could be great if you just stopped being the symbol of world grief. I felt hope surge within me. I didn't want to fail him, so I tried to improve. I started, I worked hard, and I started paying less heed to my father's taunts. I decided to be happy. When my mother asked me the reason behind my sudden good spirits, I tried to be non about it. Hamid was my secret and I wanted to keep it that way for now. We started frequenting his spot which he had now named after both of us. We found that zigzagging and interlocking bamboo leaves had grown, in, grown to form a green canopy. We loved it. Hamid decided to put up a swing on those branches. We installed it on the strongest branch we could find we took turns on it i loved the feeling of being airborne being free even if for a few minutes and hamid never grew tired of waiting and watching me go even higher months passed this year was almost coming to an end we had our exams and we agreed to hold our escapades that was when i knew what missing someone felt like i always had this urge to just see him once even if for a few seconds to talk to him but i stayed put on the last day of our exams my friends had organized a party usually i was not allowed to go and i would not mind missing such outings but this time i wanted to enjoy myself so i went ahead with my plan to not ask my father. I just told my mother. After I returned, he was already waiting. Somehow he knew. He slapped me and slammed me against the wall. I could not control myself any further, so I lashed out at him. When he regained his composure, he came after me. I ran out of the door. I had nowhere to go and I was angry. So I went to the one place I knew, just wanting to spend a few hours alone. After a few minutes, I heard someone approach. I looked up and saw him. He had the most peculiar expression on his face. He looked concerned, but there was also a trace of tribulation, as if I would bite him if he said a word wrong. It was almost comical to see such an unusual emotion on his face. I started laughing. He was here. Why? How? I did not know. It was a relief so exhausted that I could not understand whether to laugh or cry. He came closer and sat down beside me. For the first time he was silent. I kept my head on his shoulders and cried. My tears started soaking through his shirt but he did not mind. He took my hand in his and started counting on my fingers. Usually I did not like being touched. But that day, I drew comfort from his strength. His shoulders provided me stability. I felt safe and strangely whole. He was one refugee from the world of pain that enveloped me. After calming down a bit, I asked him about it. I am counting the number of tears you are wasting over. Someone who does not care about you. If you are crying like this for him, You out to cry me a river some day. Why? I was amused. I may have to leave some day. I can't always be around you. Why? Because my father could get transferred. We could go to different colleges. Or any number of things could happen. For the first time I saw him agitated. But that's not necessary. I will take admission in whichever college you go to. So we could be together. Never destroy a chance at a better future of your own. Will. Not even for me or anybody. You should do whatever you want. He sounded angry. Don't worry. We will be together. No matter what. Even if we go to different colleges, we can still meet, right? I asked. We will. But that is the future. Let's not rush it. With that, he stood up, he held out his hand for me and I happily took it. We walked like that rest of the way. He dropped me at home and I bade him goodbye. Never once did I imagine that it would be the final time I would see his face. For the next month, I was grounded. I asked my friend to tell his to Hamid. After my term ended, the first thing I did was to go to our place. It was still the same, though it appeared a bit forlorn. I idly wondered why Hamid had not taken care of it. I waited for an hour for him to arrive, but he did not. Maybe he had stopped coming here. I did not think it was possible. This was a safe heaven, our spot. A week passed in this manner. I waited every day, my hope wearing thin, for him to arrive. He never did. Then came my birthday. I was in denial. I still wanted him to show up. As I sat, waiting, I heard a rustle, expecting to find him smiling down at me. I was disappointed to see his friend coming though. As I stood up, I noticed the package he was holding. Hey, Hamid told me to give this to you. He held out the package and I took it. After thanking him, I asked him whether Hamid was fine. Oh yes, he's fine, you should just open the note first. I will let you be. With that he left and I was alone. There was a note stuck to the gift, I opened it. Happy Birthday. Promise me not to cry, whatever happens. After reading it twice to confirm, I was filled with sense of foreboding. I opened the package, inside was the most beautifully carved best bracelet ever seen it was wooden inlaid with crystals that spelled smile i loved bracelets marveling at how much he knew about my likes i opened up the letter that was struck tucked inside the box it was his slopey handwriting no doubt as i began reading my happiness started crumbling under the weight of the blows that i was receiving through his words. I felt myself choking and started taking deep breaths to stop myself from breaking down. He had left. His father had been posted to lay. Hamid had been shifted to a boarding school in his native place. He had asked me to promise not to cry, but at the moment, I was finding it hard to keep my composure. Without his presence, I wanted to let go of everything had strived to change in me, but he had asked me for something in return. Promise me to never go back to the way I met you. You don't realize your smile's value, it's wonderful. Don't make some other guy force it out of you again, because you know, there is just one Hamid. So don't let him take my place, make a different place for him, more special. Fall in love. Be happy. And when you can't find any reason to smile, just wear the bracelet and remember me. Hopefully I gave you enough memories to make you happy. I wish I could stay. I loved you. I don't know how you felt about me, but I wish I meant enough to you for you to never break the promise you made me. The world is a better place when you smile. After reading it so many times that I had it memorized, I folded the letter and kept it back along with the bracelet. I didn't cry. That was the promise I had made. And he meant the world to me at that time. So how could I refuse him the only thing he had asked for? I knew I loved him. I regretted not telling him sooner. Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes the journey proves to be more important than the destination. Not every story has a happily ever after. Our story is still etched in my heart and maybe in his too. Our time together was short but full of greatest memories. His love showed me a new hope, a brighter window to look at the world. I cannot imagine how my life would have shaped out had it not been for him. His arrival was a blessing. I overcame my pain. I became a better person. Love is all about giving hope when there is no reason to. Be optimistic. And being the best we can be for the person we love. Thank you.